I remember when I remember when race yes. went up and everybody started sharing that meme that it said, you know, if you see your local loan officer at the bar, buy him a drink. It's hard out there. It's like, you know, commiserations are nice, but commissions are better, right? Welcome to The Lensetter Show, the show that blends the art of sales, the science of success, and the strategies of real experts in the mortgage and sales industries to help you grow your client base, increase your revenue, and get in control of your life. I'm your host, Preston Schmidley. Kick back, enjoy the episode, and don't forget to subscribe. What's going on, friends? Preston Schmidley here with The Lensetter Show. I have a very special guest with us today. Joe Derillis out of Florida. He is a real estate agent. He is also a broker, uh, you know, doing mortgages throughout the great state of Florida. Uh, and so I'm very excited to be here with Joe today. We're going to talk about a lot of good things uh, uh, that he's doing to stay competitive and top of mind for his prospects. This will be a fun episode and that, uh, you know, we're glad that you're with us. So, um, Joe, just to get started for the audience and to make sure that, uh, you know, they kind of get to know you a little bit. Um, you know, you've been, how long have you been doing real estate and then mortgage? What's your journey there? Yeah. So, uh, uh, first of all, thanks so, uh, person for having me on. Um, and to answer your question, he, I started in real estate in 2016. I remember vividly, um, making the goal of, of mine that year. Um, cause I had tried, tried to get my real estate license mm. you know, one or two years prior to that. Uh, but in 2016, I made it a goal to to get the license in the first um, six months, and I ended up uh, I ended up passing the test on June 30th, you know, 2016. Nice. So we're coming up on seven years doing real estate. Good for you. Yeah, and then uh, mortgage on the mortgage side, I've started started doing mortgages last basically last January. Um, I okay. Got what motivated you to take that leap as a real estate agent to get into mortgage? Yeah, so um, I've always kind of been curious about that side of it. Um, also, also always about numbers and uh, always like math. Even in school, I, I I thought I was I was gonna go or actually go to college to study math. And, and I remember my either my first or second semester and taking count two, and I was like, God, yeah, I think this is my limit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but um. But the, the the interest came really uh, quite honestly. Initially, it was uh, uh, the plan was for my wife to to get the get the mortgage license and kind of be that sort of power couple and and, nice. and kind of do business together. And in the process of her doing, you know, trying to get the license and me just encouraging her, I just started looking looking into it a little bit more, and even decided to take the course just so we can. You know, study together because she she had failed the, the the test one time and I think a second time and she was a little bit discouraged. I said, you know what, let me let me see if I can you know kind of encourage her and, and and go through it with her. Um, and the more the more I looked into it, the more um, I know you know after six you know after six years in real estate, the more it became clear to me that this this was this was a much better license in my opinion. Um, for I guess for for many reasons, uh, but just you know the fact that um, it's a national license, and you know from you know from my understanding, it's a national license, and you can get license in multiple states. So um, as far as scaling and growing your sure. business, it just made a lot more sense 
you know, still being in the real estate industry, um, but the fact that I can get licensed in several states within a matter of uh, weeks, um, and without necessarily having to to do the extra steps that you go through on the real estate side, um, that made a lot of sense to me. Yeah, that was actually one of the things uh, that attracted McBilly and I when we were when we were kind of at, at the early phases of this, and we were kind of serving. A, a few different industries and obviously we were seeing where we wanted to go with the business. This is like, you know, going on, get, getting close to a decade now uh, ago. But, um, you know, that was one of the things that we were like, we started in real estate, uh, doing marketing for real estate, but it, you know, the geographical limitation made that, I don't want to say it's challenging. There's plenty of people in real estate doing well. There's way more that aren't right. But you know, it's like the, the, that having that geographical limitation, one of the beautiful things about mortgage is, and I don't feel like enough people in the industry play to this strength is that your border is so much wider, the, 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 the territory in which you can operate. Um, you know, you could, you know, uh, what, what city are you in in Florida? I'm in Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. So you could be doing a loan in Miami, never have to see the property. Right. And exactly. I can't imagine a time. I mean, it would have to be a really, really, really high value property for you to want to drive down there, do the work necessary right. to sell it as the agent, right? So I think that's a that's a that's a which beautiful. I, which time. I did actually. <laughs> yeah, which I did nope. it one time. That's amazing. How big was the house? Like, how was how was how much was it worth? And 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 that's I and that's to your point. It wasn't that big of of a of a house, and I and I realized that um, really oh. after getting there, driving there, and went out with the client and I'm like, you know what, this, this is not, I don't think, I don't think this is worth it. So I ended up uh, referring it out now for 30%. Um, but, and there you go, yeah, but it, that, that is, that is a, a huge, huge difference. You know, the real estate side is very, it's more localized, um, and really personal than it is on, on the, on the mortgage side. And also I, I also had to reach kind of a point after six years of doing real estate where I had just wanted to kind of be home a little bit more. I wanted to just, I guess, stay put. <laughs> um, and and just going back to you, even on the on the business side and 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 the the income potential of it also, um, you know, just a simple Google search, you will see that just the average loan officer is making, at least in the state of Florida, is making uh, a lot more than than your average um, uh, realtor. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's awesome, man. So, okay, so let's let's kind of dive into the mortgage part of your journey because I think this is where, uh, you know, it's good that people kind of got context for your past and what brought you to, to now. But you've been doing mortgage for about a year now, a little over a year, I think. You've been you've been in our marketing program uh, as a member of of our Lensetter program for about a year now. Um, what do you and 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 I always love because you've you've always had uh, the vibe every conversation I've had with you. You know, I'm sure you have your struggles and all that. But one of the things that I've never really seen you is deflated, right? You always seem to be bringing a, a positive and an empowered energy to everything you do, which, you know, I can speak for my team on this um, because, you know, they've voiced this as well. It's it's an enjoyable thing about you, right? It's it's kind of, mm-hmm. uh, it's an attractive quality, really. Now, I, like I said, I'm sure that you have hardships that you go through, but you right. you navigate those with grace. So my question for you, Joe, would be, what are some of the things in this year of doing mortgage what do you? What are some lessons you feel you've learned that have helped you had success? Uh, what are some things that you feel may have become strengths of yours? Like, talk to us a little bit about like, you know, your 
evolution into that and what you what you feel you did that ended up being a really good thing for you oh so it's this i think this past year you know and i and i picked you know a hell of a time to to you know come into yeah, this industry um but i remember even uh in the beginning a lot of a lot of people were saying you can get if you can get through this market, then you're you're going to survive in this, in this industry. Um, and so, for for you know what I can you know, kind of attribute to my you know quote unquote success, um, it's I think it's more so of, of just a mindset that that I have that maybe comes from an understanding of the industry, um, understanding having some I guess some business sense on just the fact that. Uh, I say on a big, bigger scale, especially let me say the past five, maybe 10, 10 years, data is key. Mm. Right? Yeah. Information is king. And I feel like even with you know, you guys program and and in this industry, in the end, what you what you're helping us do is just acquire data, acquire data from you know, by the, the, the leads, the, the amount of leads, the type of leads that we get, um, and, you know, just having the, the information, uh, having the, the ability to speak to those leads, uh, all of that gives us information that we, that we can compile and, and use to, to our advantage. So for me, I think what that positive mindset comes from the fact that I know, okay, for one, this is a long-term business. Yeah. Right. A, uh, in real estate, the, the sales cycle itself is 60, 90, sometimes so 120 days. Sure. So I know that everything's not going to happen tomorrow. Everything's not going to happen next week. So that means every piece of information, every piece of data, every lead I have, it's valuable. It's just, oh, kind of when, when will I sort of, uh, benefit from that from that value yeah so with that i know i don't let a bad week or a bad month or even a bad quarter bring me down because i know the value is not necessarily for right now so that's that's been what that's been the kind of what the main <laughs> keeps me going because i know not only um not only that is that the case for for the business but i have so many opportunities to, to, to get these different values at any given time, um, uh, that there's no reason for me to just, you know, put my back. Yeah. Well, that uh, kind of reminds me of uh, what Buffett said. Um, everybody sees who's naked when the tide goes out, you know? And so, uh, that, that's <laughs> something that, uh, that's something that I feel, um, is really evident right now in the market. You know, uh, we're filming this in April of 2023, right? And so we're riding off of the the, you know, 2022, which was obviously a difficult time for people, um, you know, and, and for, uh, for those that, that were in mortgage before 08, um, you know, there's, I don't know if you know that meme where it's like, they're, they're both got, they got the nooses on and, 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 uh, the one guy's looking at the other guy and goes, is this your first time, you know? Um, and so that's kind of, I, I've seen some of the people who have kind of navigated 08 and survived, look at this with, with a similar lens, but this is challenging, right? For somebody who hasn't gone through this, um, they, I think a lot of people didn't know to prepare for this, this environment, these changes. Right. And so, um, 
you know, <clears throat> one of the things he talked about, and I think mindset's huge, but mindset's one of those things where it's hard to download because it's kind of like an operating system, right? It's like you could have the best hardware, you can have the best video card, but if you don't got Windows or, or you know, if you don't got the, 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 op the Mac operating system, this thing is, it's a paperweight, right? And, and we're kind of that same way, right? If your operating system's messed up, doesn't matter how good shape you are, doesn't matter how well positioned you are, how much money you got, you're, you're going to find a way to lose it. And um, so I want to talk to you a little bit about, because, you, you know, like you said, you have resources and I appreciate the plug. Um, but, you know, it's like I, I don't want to make this about me. I want this to be about you because um, I could give the same lead to 10 different people, same type of lead, right? I'm not saying a shared lead, but, but I could generate the same type of lead for 10 different people and there will be 10 different outcomes, right? Same tools, same everything. So my question for you, for those that are listening to this, maybe they're getting leads from paid traffic, referral sources. Maybe it's from social media management, uh, you know, and other things they're doing there. They're doing video marketing to have some top of funnel assets. Maybe they're doing SEO. But when they get these people, that's when the work begins, right? A lot of people think they have a, they're like, oh, if I just had leads, that was all my problem. And then they get leads and realize, well, shit, okay. So my question is, you've, you've obviously figured that out to an extent, I mean, obviously we, we all have room to grow, but what are some of the standards and behaviors that you've kind of established for yourself to actually, like you said, the, the data is king, right? But how are you monetizing? Like what, what are your standards and behaviors you're doing to take that data, take those leads, regardless of where they come from and actually get those people not only interested in buying a home, but to take action and become a, a, a closed and funded loan or I'm assuming some of these you're also representing the real estate side of the transaction as well. Um, so if I if I had to put it put it in a way, you know, <laughs> I would say this: it's you you have the clients that you know they they basically want to make it all about the sense, you know, the sense, uh, uh, meaning C C E N T S, and you as the, the professional, you have to make it make sense to them S E N S E, right? Yeah. So it's it's taking that conversation about the sense to make to make it make sense, really uh, uh, up here, you know, for them. So, you know, someone that leaves in a coming, they're 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 going to be talking about okay, how high the market is, interest rate, prices, everything is high. But then you have to now get away from that conversation and just talk with them about okay, what makes sense for them right now? Okay, yes, the market is what it is. But you're looking to make a transition. You're looking to make a change. Okay, does it make sense for you to make that move to to leave kind of where you know the, the situation you're in now to another situation and compare those two? Does that make sense to you? And then just looking at the bigger picture for them on okay, well, this is this is where you are now. You may be in an apartment. That you're paying a two-bedroom apartment, you're paying eighteen hundred dollars for it. Well, if you can get a three-bedroom on in your desired area, that can 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 uh, not only give you the shelter that you're looking for that you, you already have in the apartment, but it's also going to give you these additional benefits, mm -hmm. with tax benefits, with just um, with uh, with uh, uh, equity, all of that. Well, is that worth an extra two hundred, three hundred, four hundred dollars a month? Can does that make sense to you to to do that? Okay, then yeah, you know that that would that would make that would make more sense. And if even if you are paying that extra two three hundred dollars a month, 
well, what are what are the other benefits and even other savings that can somewhat balance that out? And in the end, when you kind of you make it make sense to them, you know, you know, and not necessarily talking about the numbers and talking about the sense of it all. <laughs> um, that's when now you just you just bring the conversation down to okay, what you know, what what are they really doing? What are we really looking for? You know, mm-hmm. it's not just you making a a business transaction. Um, it's you making, you know, making a life changing decision. And if that decision and that change is going to make your life overall better, then, you know, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's figure out how we can, we can make that a a better transition for you. I like that. So, so, you know, I'd imagine some people might listen to this and go, that's nice, Joe, but I can't even get people to pick the phone up and talk with me. What, do you feel, cause I, I understand, uh, I, I mean, essentially to boil down and simplify what you just said is you level with people, you have real conversations right. with people about their real situation. And that's a very human experience, right? Which, um, I think that's one of the challenges of being in any sales environment is there's all these tools and tactics and shiny objects and everybody wants the strategy, the tactic that's going to, you know, convert. Right. And it's like, at the end of the day, fun, if you understand the fundamentals, which is, People want to do business with people. And even if you don't know how to sell, quote unquote, if you know how to make somebody laugh, if you know how to just be real with somebody, your your likelihood that you're going to have some level of success goes up drastically because you're focused on the right things. Um, but my question for you is even before you talk to them, what do you feel are some of your behaviors or habits that you've established that help you have a level of control and consistency in your business? Because that's one of the most challenging parts of being a professional, honestly, is I mean, you know, we wake up in the morning, we report to ourselves to put our shoes and our pants on. We report to ourselves to even go to the office, right? And for some people, especially if they've been having a hard time or they're in a hard market, there's every reason to go, yeah, you know what? I'll go in later, right? Like you, you have established, uh, I'd imagine you've had to, and I'm curious what they are, a set of behaviors that, you know, regardless of this, regardless of that, I'm going to show up and do X. I'd be curious about what what you feel some of those things are for you. Um, I, I mean, honestly, I, I don't think I have anything specific that I do on a regular basis. Um, <laughs> I think just being in sales, you know, for all these years. I mean, even before real estate, I, uh, I actually I used to sell alarm systems from door door nice. um, nice. ADT. Um, so it's, it's just like, you just, you just have that mindset. Like you wake up for the day and you're, you're going to hot. And if you, if you didn't get a contract that day and you know, you, you failed and you, you weren't going to feed yourself. So, uh, <laughs> throughout the week, do you like block off? Like, do you have set times you like, do you have a set amount of like either, either qua- quantitative in time or quantitative in numbers of outreach attempts that you do? Yes. So basically I follow, you know, follow kind of the, the system that we have, uh, within, within you guys, a system for, you know, for each day here. And on a particular day, you'll have, you, know, you may have 10, 20 leads come in and in some days you have just a few leads and it's just, you know, following up with those leads from, from the day before or the, or even the week before, depending what day of the week it is. And then from there, just following up on anyone that you made contact with or anyone that you sent. Uh, application links to and, and kind of go through that process of taking the person through your whatever your sales funnel is mm-hmm. um and then the rest of it is just 
you know, having a, you know, specific, the, the, the biggest thing is just having that either a specific day where you, you do some of those reach outs or even a specific time of the day that you do that. And then putting yourself in, in, in the, in the mindset of it, in the, in, uh, in the mind frame to, to deal with that part of, of your, of your business and your process. Mm, I like that. Um, what do you see as the future of, you know, when you, when you think forward, right? Cause I think it's, uh, I mean, most of the people that are successful usually have some vision of where they're going. Right. Um, what do you see is kind of the next thing for you? Like what, what is, you know, what is, what does Joe Derillis of a year from now want for Joe Derillis of today? Uh, a year from now, I, what I see and what I want is, is really, uh, duplicating myself maybe three, three to five, maybe 10 times over. Um, it's really kind of as much hands-on as I've been. And I've been intentionally hands-on with a lot of art, you know, coming into this side of the business, simply to, to, to learn, really learn the ins and outs of, of things to see if, if there's anything that needs to be changed overall or anything that I need to change, you know, for me and my business personally. Um, and then uh, eventually I want to just kind of step back more and, and again, kind of duplicating myself to either um, hire out some of those things or just, just kind of delegate different things to different, different people in different places. Have you, you know, from that, I think that would be the biggest thing. Yeah. Have you, have you kind of uh, identified some of the roles that you feel like if you had um, would allow you to scale in the way that you want to? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, one of the biggest roles is, is, uh, uh, I, right now I just wish I had someone that would just, once I get the application that then they would go through the process of, yeah. uh, getting, getting that application to an approval and also do a, a very thorough initial pre underwrite of, of each, each application, each file that comes in. Okay. So, so that, I mean, I'd imagine that's huge, right? Because you're right. You know, and I talk about this when I do a lot of like consulting or coaching is, um, you could have the best front end, you know, and let's say you get 20, 30 apps. It's actually, it becomes punitive. The more successful you are on a certain part, if you have that bottleneck on the back end, right. But on the other end of that, it's very expensive. If you have a great back end, but you're not putting anything into it, it's like, what are we doing? Right. You got the best resources that are unleveraged. And so, um, I'm actually really excited to see you step into that and, and bring those people on. I think that that'll be huge because I'd imagine, you know, you're, you're, and I'm not here, I'm not saying you're bad at the back end, but what I've identified, uh, uh, about you through our program is you're great on the front end. You're great at the getting interest, uh, uh, uh connecting with somebody, building rapport, fundamentally required skill sets to have a certain level of success in these industries because you can have all the product knowledge in the world. You could be the most masterful. You could know everything about an application, but if you got nobody to talk to, then it's all fun and it's just, it's like getting degrees that you never plan on using, you know? And so, um, you've obviously have a lot of practical experience that has helped you, um, have success. And, um, you know, I mean, like honestly, from what it sounds like is from what you're telling me is, you don't really have like some sort of magic bullet. You don't, ha it's like you wake up and you, you're consistently doing certain actions. You're making a certain amount of outreach attempts to have these relationships. 
and the future of your life as far as expansion in that would be to shed the things in which um like i said i don't want to say you're bad at but probably isn't things you're passionate about right Right. Um, so that you can really hone in and focus on that front end. Um, if you had that, so let's say I'm, I'm assuming that, uh, essentially this would be some version of a really great processor, right? Some, some version of that, right? If you had that, what do you feel that would do for your capacity? Oh man, it would definitely add to the capacity and it will also speed things up because even, you know, that's one thing I, I notice in this, you know, in this side of the business also is is speed is is valuable. Uh, sure. It's very valuable. Like you will, uh, I mean, even you know, being a broker, I have you know access to different lenders, and I sometimes have to make the, that decision. Okay, do I want to go with the lender that's going to give the the speed, or go with the lender that's going to give me the best pricing? And in this case, okay, which which one matters the most to me and which one matters the most to the client? So uh, I think the speed, will, that would be definitely, definitely be a benefit. I'd actually be curious about this, Joe. I haven't had the, the opportunity to really have this conversation. Well, I've had, I guess I've had the opportunity, but it hasn't come up in conversation before. Um, you know, I'm, I'm quite privy to UWM. I think they're doing a lot of amazing programs and, and, and things for brokers. Uh, I have a lot of respect for Matt as, a, as an entrepreneur. Um, they are obviously known for speed. They, they flaunt, they flaunt that and they should, right? It's a great, it's a great selling point. Um, and I've even heard they're not the, the, there, there are a wide variety of situations in which they do not have the best pricing. I've also heard that there are certain situations in which they are, there's no competition for the pricing, right? So it depends on the situation of the buyer. But but I'm actually curious, in your experience, how much deviance from a wholesale lender to wholesale lender is there in speed? Uh, man, uh, I mean, the difference, it varies. It varies, it varies, but there there is there is the difference in speed. And there's also, there's also a level of, uh, I guess of friction or 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 not within a transaction that you that can 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 influence the, the overall experience. Yeah, and and that's also another 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 part of it all too that you as the as the broker or the loan officer, uh, depending on the type of experience you want to deliver to the client, where both that and the speed, okay, will kind of help you determine okay which lender. It's yeah. gonna be best, you know, best for this this particular transaction. But I would say on on the speed itself, um, sometimes it's it's a matter of just of, of hours and or or days. So have you noticed like a, di a difference in like a, a like levels of urgency from lender to lender? Oh yes, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. The level of urgency, the level of communication, um, the type of communication. I can tell you this, you know, UWM, you, you, you won't go a day without one of their account executives calling you or texting you about yeah. whatever, whatever's going on. And then you have all the lenders, it's emails, strictly emails and certain times of the day. Um, but that again, that, you know, depending on, depending on the, the particular transaction, you know, you, you kind of gauge you know, which, uh, which is more important to you. Yeah, but but definitely, 
Have you been to UWM? I have. I have. Bro, oh, that place is just uh, go last last summer. That place is wild. I I uh I was blown away by the scope. Um I mean that it's legit a campus and right. You know, they got that like what is it the world's the the world's longest so they have some title where the world's bridge. longest like land bridge or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um the the uh you know, I, I was actually telling McBilly this after I saw it. I was like, dude, I it literally felt like I was at Google or Facebook if they decided to start doing mortgages instead. <laughs> you know, just the scale. I mean, it's so blatantly obvious that they're trying to poke holes in everything that can stop you from being successful and effective. Um and it, it was just so beautifully orchestrated. It, it was I don't know, it was it was it was a really cool business thing. If if you're a broker uh, I would strongly, if you haven't visited UWM watching this, I would strongly recommend you do because, um, and if you're thinking about being a broker, they might have some classes for that as well on, on, on motivating that. But, um, I find that to be incredibly inspiring to see how much companies like UWM are pouring into, uh, people, you know, uh, uh, brokers to be able to empower, uh, the borrowers, um, which, which was pretty cool. Um, Joe, I know that I know that you're constantly growing and investing in yourself, and uh, you know you don't really slow down much, right? I'm sure you have some some hobbies and all that, but but um, you're kind of always on on a on a growth plan, right? What is uh, I'm curious for those that are listening, what is what is a book that you've either gone through recently uh, uh, or that you've read in the past and it just transformed your life that you feel should be mandatory reading for those that are listening to this? You're stuck. Um, man, uh, I would have to take you back to, I think it was my 19th birthday. Okay. Uh, and in this book has really nothing to do with business, but it was, um, a book by John Eldridge called, um, Wild at Heart. Mm -hmm. um, so I, um, I'm a person of faith. I believe in God and, and, and I know you know, a lot of a lot of people in business are that way, and especially, uh, and this 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 is particularly for for men, and I, and I'm and I'm sure there is a version of that for for women, but the the um, the main idea of the book was that um, Christian men, you know, weren't meant to be as passive as they, I guess they brought up to be or, or they've taught to be, mm. and that book I think just gave me kind of gave me really the permission to just be be myself and not to be you know the reserved and, and docile and, and nice guy you know just just be you know and and that may just be who you are as as a man but if you're not you're not you're not required to be that be a christian and also be in business you can still be a ferocious you know go-getter aggressive uh man in business as a christian um that book has really really i would say it's been a very foundational to just you know me as myself being uh who i am and how i approach uh my life you know being a christian and just you know interacting with people um and sometimes that's you know not sometimes almost all the time i find that very very surprising to people also uh but yeah, so that's that's yeah, the book is again is from John Aldridge. Wild Heart is what it's called. You know, that uh that reminds me of um uh Jordan Peterson talks about the 
essentially the mistranslation of the definition meek, right? And uh, and and it's kind of become this thing where it's like you know meek has been perceived as weak, uh, but the actual the, the historical definition is, um, I, I believe he said those who have swords but choose not to use them, right? And I was like, that's a it's a very different definition than weak, you know. <laughs> Uh, you know, that's, I mean, I think that that speaks to strength, self-control, um, you know, the, the, uh, the knowledge that you, you're, you're fully capable without have to all the time, you know, and, and, uh, that's kind of a cool thing. It sounds like wild at heart is, is a kind of a book around that concept. Yeah. Yeah. It, it talks about how, you know, each man basically, they, uh, they have a, they have a, they have a woman to fight for it. They have a, a mission to. Um, they have a fight to fight, and it was three things. I forgot what the third thing, but there were two main things was, uh, and they have a yeah, they have they have a woman to rescue, uh, a mission, a mission to fight for, and it was another thing. Um, but it talks about how just how you know men were created outside of the garden when you know before everything was all put together and nice and and and, and perfect. You know, men was created outside of that to kind of help bring, you know, bring those things, um, bring those things together. So, you know, man was made, you know, basically it was made in the wild. <laughs> right. So. No, I love that dude. The, uh, that, that actually the, the, the three things you were just talking about kind of remind me of there's a, there's a, it's actually kind of a, a studied concept in marketing, even though it, it's kind of from, um, I guess you could say like story writing, which is the hero's journey. And essentially it's this idea that you go from the ordinary world to the extraordinary world. Um, and there's usually a conquest where the hero ends up some, some challenge, right? Either the, 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 the queen gets captured or whatever. I mean, if you look at a star Wars, a Shrek, uh, 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 the matrix, there's always this thing, right? The matrix is actually a phenomenal example of the hero's journey. Um, you know, because it's like, he doesn't want to go, he's resistant, but then he he reaches the point where he's called to action and he can't he can't go back right and uh, it's interesting because I, I feel like we all at a certain point in our life identify our own hero's journey. I mean, for those that are pushing forward, you know, they stumble into it, uh, and, and and those seem to be the passionate people. You know, those seem to be the people that uh, um, they got they got something to fight for. I think that that uh, you you said that well. Um, that's awesome, man. Well, Joe. Um, you know, before we close out here, I'd like to I'd like to kind of leave the listeners with something. Um, I want you to imagine we have somebody that's in the mortgage industry that's either struggling right now or maybe it's their first year and they're like, everybody last year told me that it's I should be doing this and now I'm doing this and what did I do? Right? Like, what is what is either a piece of advice, a tip? Uh, what is something you would you would say to them that can lift them up? Uh, um, I mean either in, in tactic or in motivation? Uh, the one thing I would say is to um, gather data, man, as much of it as you can from anywhere that you can. Um, and then, and then use, you know, and nurture that and nurture. And, and I, I know, I know I say data, but <laughs> really what I mean is, is, it's just neat. We, lead generation is probably it's the lifeblood of I guess really any business especially in sales um, and get get as many as you can and just just nurture stay in front of them 
um, and go through this 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 wave with them. And I promise you, they'll remember your face. They'll remember your name when times are quote unquote better, and and you'll you know you'll 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 achieve your goals then. I love it, man. I uh, I was doing a coaching call recently, and and I was talking to one of our members that they were struggling, and they and and they've actually been with us a while, and they were they were. I remember having a conversation with them back in like 2020, 2021. And back then they were complaining about there was no inventory. And, you know, I mean, but, but we're talking two, three percent rates. I mean, it's free money, right? It's like now you can give more from a savings account, which is the first time a lot of people have seen the savings account in the threes, you know, it's it fours. It's wild, right? And, uh, and so um, they were complaining about rate. Uh, excuse me, they were complaining about inventory back then. And now uh, when we were doing a coaching call, they were complaining about uh, uh, rate, right? And so I, I just told them, I was like, yeah, it's a great, it's always a great market, right? And and they were like, what do you mean by that? And I was just like, you got to sell what you got, my man. Like back then you had rate, right? You sell rate. Now you don't got rate. You got inventory. You sell inventory. You sell what you got, Right. All the winners that I know that are winning, they sell what they got. They're not focused on what they don't got because those things, these are things are cyclical. Rates go down, uh, 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 so do inventories. Rates go up, so do inventories, right? Now, that's not always perfect, but it's like you got to find what you got and your messaging needs to focus on that and to, like you said, always be focused on lead capture. Um, one of the things, you know, that a piece of advice I want to give to, to to loan officers that are listening to this, this podcast as well is when challenging circumstances enter the market don't be one of the people that just perpetuates some negative thread right i remember when i remember when race went up and everybody started sharing that meme that it said you know if you see your local loan officer at the bar buy him a drink it's hard out there it's like you know commiserations are nice but commissions are better right and so it's like i i you need to be the contrarian when there's an entire market people that are deflating uh, uh, the, the you know, they're making the borrowers feel like there's no way in hell they're going to get a house, right? I mean, and think about it from their perspective. When the real estate to be a negative, when the real estate agents to be a negative, when the loan officers to be a negative, me, the average consumer with an average third grade financial literacy and an average seventh grade reading level, I see that and I go, well, that's what I'm going to buy. Adding, you're adding fuel to the fire. Yeah. Fuel to the fire. And... I, that's man. That's and I, you know, being you know, having been a realtor, and I and I saw that a lot, a lot, like real estate agents, and I and I would be like, okay, you 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 know, you're this is going against you're working against yourself by adding to the hysteria, adding to the fear, yes. adding to to the just the fire, <laughs> and you you're not helping yourself by doing that. If anything, you want to really kind of share some some maybe a different perspective or really make it make sense for for people you know for for their specific situation their specific market because a lot of times a lot of that stuff is it's hyperbole just that's really on a national level yeah but then you're you go into a specific market where they don't even know any of that is going on you know agents loan officers the consumers themselves you know they don't know what they don't know what you know what you're talking about, and just you know when when I saw that I I, I felt the same way I'm like stop stop it 
Yeah, you're hurting all of us. Right. Yeah, I, I, uh, you know, it actually reminds me. I went to Disney. This is probably a year and a half ago now. And every time I go to Disney, I'm a student, man, because it's like if there's anybody who has mastered the art of, as you walk in, taking your wallet, turning it upside down, and just doing this, it's Disney, <laughs> right? Their monetization. I mean, they would they would bottle air and sell it to you if they could, right? I'm sure they're they're working on it right now, right? And uh, we were in this. So this was at. Um, uh, Hollywood, what's it called? Hollywood Studios. Is that yeah? The part? Okay. Studios, yeah. yeah. So we actually this is out by you, right? So so we were at at, at Disney Disney World, uh, Hollywood Studios, and we had just gone to the um, I can't remember the name of the the ride right now, but it's the one with the uh, um, Star Wars. Uh, the, the you know the uh, the what's his name. Shoot, it's been a minute since I watched Star Wars, but but anyways, um, the guy that gets killed in some of the most recent movies by his son, who's like the new Sith okay. Lord guy. Uh, anyways, um, Harrison plays him, you know, and Harrison Ford. Okay, okay, yeah, Darth Darth Vader. No, 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 no. We're butchering this, bro. <laughs> no, it's the Millennium Falcon. That's the one I'm thinking about. Um, okay, okay, the, okay. the dude who played Indiana Jones played him, right? So. Um, we're, we're at the ride with the Millennium Falcon at Hollywood Studios and we're going through and I realized one of the things that I felt was really corollary to uh, um, uh, mortgage, especially the mortgage industry. I mean, I'm assuming this is very similar for the real estate industry, but more often than not, when I see loan officers, one of the biggest things that I see them doing that adds unnecessary friction to the process is they make it seem like this, you're climbing a mountain, you're about to climb a mountain, right? And one of the things that I've seen the most successful loan officers in, in the last, you know, greater part of a decade, what they do is they, they encourage people and we're not far. They're always, we're not far. We're getting there. We're, you know, it's just, it's these encouraging messages. And um, what I saw at Disney was, was really magical. They have a way of engineering the lines, right? Because the lines, you could be there for 30, 60 minutes for a three minute ride, right? So the ride has to be good. But the line actually has to be impeccable because it has to get you to trade an hour for three minutes, right? And feel right. good about that. And so they have this way of kind of, they bend the lines and they they, they make it look like you're always right there. You're all, well, all, we're just right. there, right? And it's like, oh, no, no, it's the next corner. Well, then you get to the next corner. Oh, no, no, it's the next corner, right? <laughs> and one of the things that I felt was really magical about this, we left that ride and I was like, that's really cool. Then we went to this Toy Story ride, which was down the street from that. We kind of switched, you know, worlds within Hollywood Studios, and the same thing happened. I was like, "This is intentional. They're encouraging you to feel like you're almost always there, right? And eventually you are, and now you're excited. Right. But it was never this uphill battle, right? And one of the things that I think is really critical for a loan officer, I've seen this be transformative, is is when people are struggling, they don't know how to sell, and they're like, "I, I have a hard time connecting with leads." I have this kind of line that I that I tell them, and, and for anybody listening, I recommend this. You probably don't need this joke because you're already doing well. But um, essentially, the one simple change is when they're on the phone with somebody and they're talking about the market, they're talking about the person's situation. Um, and keep in mind, we can't make guarantees, right? But essentially, the statement is some version of you take all the information and you stay silent for three, five seconds. You go... You know what, John? I, I uh, you know, obviously I can't make any guarantees here, but I've done a lot of loans in my life, and uh, I think we got something here. I, I think that there's some options that we have that that um, could help you out. And um, 
I'd like to get started on this today because it's it's honestly a great time uh, for you. Um, I, I'd fear that if we wait, rates go up, and then and then and we're just adding reasons why you shouldn't change your life. Um, so I'm seeing a lot of good things here, and if I have your permission, I, I think we should proceed, right? Just just get, it's simply giving a message of hope. <laughs> And like, you got a shot at this, right? Being the advocate, yeah. right? And it's kind of like, you know, I, I've always viewed your my role in your life and your role in the borrower's life as Yoda to Luke Skywalker, right? It ain't our fight. I'm the advocate. My job is to empower you to take the hero's journey, right? And your job is to empower them to take the hero's journey. And, uh, and, and everybody I've seen that has success uh, in this industry on some level or another, they're an inspiration to their borrowers. They are positive always. That was one of the first things that I that I recognized about you when you came into our program. Is I was like, man, this guy, this guy is just a, a ball of positive energy, right? Which I'm sure serves our team because they enjoy working with you. But I'm sure way more than that, it serves you because people are attracted to you in a sea of negativity. Joe's this beacon of light, right? And it's like such a simple thing to do, right? I mean, it's it's hard to make that a lifestyle but once you're there it's like it's just how i am right 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 and, he, and, he, and it's funny what you, what you said you know i'm going to uh a lead from the system here where you know this guy said you know he's you know all good wants to look and you know and i asked him okay you know do you mind me asking why you know why you know what what happened you know why, why didn't change the plans and he's you know rates are high practices are high and i said okay what you know, what, what were you quoted? You know, were you quoted something or what was it? And so he was quoted something in the six and sevens. And Kyle, you said, I said, you know, I told him why, why I did tell him about a client that, you know, recently, recently helped. And I said, I, you know, I would love to give you, you know, a different, you know, I would love to give you a different quote if you don't mind. I said, I think I can get you in the fives or sixes. Uh, I just did that with a, with uh, with a couple of clients recently. Would you be interested in that? And he said yes. Well, <laughs> I love it, man. Just giving that hope. I think you know. I think I can. You know, w would you? You know, would you? Would you want to? Would you want to reconsider? That's that's huge, man. I, I remember I listened to a call because I do that periodically for members that uh, um, you know I. I I listen to less of the calls of people like you because I'm like, okay. I mean, yes, I, I could learn what's working, but it's like that you need less coaching than other people, right? It's like, that's kind of, now I'm sure that you seek it out and that's, that's awesome. But winners, I've learned in this business, winners win, right? So, um, but sometimes I'll listen to calls to be like, okay, what's going wrong here? And I remember uh, we had a, a member that was saying that, um, People just aren't, they're just not, they're not ready to buy anytime soon, right? Which is a segment of the market, right? It's like, I mean, that's the reality of a lot of this. You get a hundred leads, especially direct to consumer. Yes, some of them are in leases. Some of them aren't ready. Some of them have some contingency in life. Some of them are going through a marriage. Some are going through a divorce, right? It's, I mean, yes, of course, all of that. Um, but I remember listening to this call and the person, um, the, the borrower essentially said, that they wanted to wait and they didn't feel they, they weren't ready. And so, um, our, our member said, well, can you kind of just tell me what, what you mean by you're not ready? And the borrower said, well, I was talking to my uncle who, who, you know, he's a mechanic and 
you know, he's pretty successful. Right. And he said that we, since we only have 20,000 saved and a 720 credit score, we're not yet in a position to buy a house. Right. And I'm, you know, and, and the loan officer let him off the hook and go, okay, well, thanks for letting me know. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> what? what? First of all, he's a great mechanic and that's awesome. But Tom, the mechanic, shouldn't be t talking about mortgages because he's not aware of what it takes to qualify. And so, you know, I realized I'm like, you, you know, you, you almost have to, I don't want to say you have to make people, but you have to be such a strong advocate for people to dispel the mistruths uh, that exist, right? It's like, I'm sure that person's uncle meant well, but right, the only right. people qualified to be talking about mortgages are the ones with licenses, right? And right. so if we allow, if, if we hop on the phone and allow people to be quote unquote educated by anybody else that's not in the industry, that has no finger on the pulse of what's actually happening, um, it's a disservice, right? And so right. those are some, some, I mean, you know, I think it's just about hearing people out, which is really the theme of what you said, but um, yeah. just, just also being the advocate of truth. Uh, uh, when there's a sea of mis and disinformation, you know? So um, right. I feel like we just went through a few things that people can, can take away from this. So um, I guess my final question for you, Joe, is are there any cool tools, things that you've been using lately? It could be an app, it could be a product, it could be a service or, or that you feel are propelling your life and business forward? Uh, tool um just anything with video um uh, i'm i'm becoming more and more um using loom for Hell not yeah. just for um uh, just for almost everything the main thing <laughs> i think i you know i think i've got this from from you guys was you know anything that you you get asked about more than once mm. make a loom video make a loom yes. video for it or, or, and, and, and it could be something too, that it may just happen once, or it could be something that's very unique, but generally that thing is, is, is going to be asked again, you know, make, mm -hmm. you know, make a, make a, uh, make a little video for it. Something I'm working on now is just, just going through the simple process of, um, of going through the application <laughs> and just talking about parts, you know, different parts of the application. Dude, I love it. That even in there, it's not, there's not an asterisk next to it, but it's still important for you, for them to provide that information and just going through that um, over Loom with, so, so clients know, okay, this is exactly what I want from you. So again, just trying to minimize the friction, the friction, you know, through the process. I love that. And, and yeah, we, we are huge advocates of using Loom. We, we use it internally. It sounds like what you're essentially doing is creating a training portal for borrowers on how to buy a house. I mean, it's like, and you're doing these conversations anyways. You know, the one thing I always recommend to people is like, yeah, video sounds great, but I don't know where to start. Just go through your sent, the sent folder of your, of your email and look at the last 50 emails you've sent. How many of them are the same? Start there. Make that video. That way, the next time it's asked, guess what? You have a link. Copy, paste. There you go, John. Right. You don't got to keep yeah. typing the same email, having the same conversation. Um, so not only do you save yourself time, you actually build rapport. Uh, substantially faster because that, you know, most people are texting or emailing and there's a time and a place for it, but there's actually three components to us understanding each other. 
it's there's our tonality there's our body language and then there's the actual words we use right the crazy part is everybody puts all the pressure on the words that we use when that's only seven percent of the information that gets across the other 93 percent is split almost evenly between body language and tonality right and so by you using loom what you're doing is leaning into your strengths because now they get the same experience or a similar experience as to what it would be like if I were to be in the same room as Joe, Ooh, yes, right? Yes, and now yes. we're building relationship and we're doing it efficiently because you can make that loom on your time and they can watch it on their time, on right? Their Whereas time, yeah. if you're like, let's meet in the office, they got to go out of their way. They got to take a break. They got to take time away from work, right? They got to come in. Now it's a chore. You're making this difficult. You know, one of the things when I first started implementing loom in my insurance brokerage back before I sold it was... Um, I, w I had this like rating, like this qu quote thingy built in where um, I had a button where it's like, if you accept, press this. If you have questions, press this. Uh, and what I would notice, I would also study the analytics was the, the videos tended to be watched around nine to nine to midnight. And, and the cool <laughs> thing was when there was a couple, I would notice a very common thread where um, the video would be watched once and then in about 10 minutes, it would be watched again. And I can only imagine, <laughs> right? I wasn't in the room, but I can only imagine the husband and wife who was the initial prospect went, oh, yeah, that looks good. Here, check this out, honey. Right. And what you're doing is you're actually doing them a favor, right? Because if you don't give them the right. video, you're essentially going, Hey, average American with a third grade financial literacy, here's a really complex concept. Explain that to your spouse. Thanks. Right. And now they're forced to confront the fact that they don't really understand. Right. So by making a video, you go, no, no, don't, don't, don't worry about the work here. You can watch this and show it to your wife, show it to your husband. Right. And so you're making their life easier. You're getting the message across in a pure form uh, and you're building relationships. So Joe, I love that you're using and the speed and yeah, the well, speed of it too, because now you imagine, you know, they would have to get their schedule and, you know, their schedule in, in, in place and correlate with your scheduling and a meeting, you know, a video that you could, you, you, you did today and sent in and sent out today would probably take three or four days to schedule something for you to for get sure. on with them. And yeah, it's, 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 a, it's an amazing tool. I love it, man. Well, Joe, um, it's, we've had a fun time this hour together. I really appreciate your time. Um, for those that are listening, yeah, go, man. huh? I say appreciate, appreciate you having me. Oh man, it's been a pleasure. So for those that have, have heard this and go, man, you know what? I, I could use a little bit of Joe in my life. Um, where can they connect with you? Uh, social media on, on IG. Uh, you could look for me uh, as Joe C. Derillis is, is where you find me. And then on Facebook, you just type in my name, Joe Derillis. Um, or, you know, you could Google me now. I have, <laughs> uh, I have uh, different pages and stuff like that. I will you know, point you to me, you know, some, some way, somehow. Um, I love it. Search he yeah. said, you can Google me. That hits different. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Well, Joe, thank you so much for hopping on with us. It's been a pleasure and uh, keep kicking ass. Okay, bro. Appreciate it.